Dipped in Butter program with Kat and Wes. already ready to like whatever we needed to do oh there will definitely be a, a part two of uh production tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> all right well you, you ready to hit this thing man you sure. ready to give it to him yes sir oh shit merry motherfucking christmas you bitch ass niggas and welcome yes, to the dipped in butter program i am happy to be here happy friday happy christmas day if you are psychotic enough to be listening to this podcast on its regular friday the 2020 version of christmas friday then you are just the sicko that we need in our friend uh, fanship listening to our show i'm excited to be here doing the show i know my guy is excited to be here across from me is the number one co-host of all the internet lands my guy <laughs> your guy the motherfucking goddamn glue forever young 89 the number one fix it microphone guy in oh, the podcast man. world oh. what's no t what's going on brother man man you don't even know what that means uh here on this sunday but i feel like i should be on the geek squad or i should work at your local sam ash you might mm-hmm. catch me there more than likely you won't however my nigga across from me, that's Cat, a K with two T's on the end of that thing. You can catch him at catandcrunch.com where you can dip into the cereal shit, excuse me, or um, at www.everywhere on the world wide web backslash Dipton Butter program uh, where you can catch my nigga doing his thing and promoting the podcast, which is the most and more important place that you will be able to catch my guy here every Friday on the Dipped and Butter program, wherever podcasts are listened to, because that's where this one is at. My nigga and yours, what's popping? Wow, what's going on? Hey, so let, let's go ahead and chit chat about this while we're here. Fuck it, right? Because right, we're right. here. Uh, so I don't know if y'all heard that in the chit chat as we normally banter around before, you know, we get started. And as, we, you know, uh, Wes is so graciously always reprising us in and mm-hmm. bringing us to a high crescendo as we get into our bag. But I don't know if y'all can catch any of that, but we was having a bit of technical issues before we got started here. Uh, Wes was having some microphone problems. And I, I think at this point, we've gotten to the point where we've run into so many problems now. Do we even panic anymore? Nah, we've, we're like our own 800 number. We just got to talk <laughs> through it. We got to figure it out. Cause like, I even focused, 
man, fam. See, this I'm gonna be transparent on this podcast, G. Like, I appreciate your energy and not panicking, but I almost for a second wanted to panic and be like, "Hey, man, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Why you not spazzing out like I am?" Like, <laughs> I love it. Like, I love it. But I was like, "No, man. he's right. We're gonna go with the reset. We're gonna see what a reset does. If a reset doesn't work, then I, I had a plan B already in place." Fam, that's so far because under normal circumstances, one, I would be panicking. And number two, I would totally want somebody panicking with me. Like, especially that being that we're in the same boat, right? Right. Like we're both on this podcast. We both hold it to a, an extreme high level of importance and we both freak the fuck out when things go wrong. And I just feel like I don't, I don't know what it was about this particular malfunction that I just was, you know what I think it is? I think it's the fact that I'm on vacation this week and I haven't been to work all week. And I know I, I personally have all the time in the world to record. Yeah. So like my mind was already going like, Hey, if Wes needs to do this at midnight tonight, if he needs to do it at four, 4 o'clock, oh my God. if Damn. he needs to do it after he puts the cookies by the tree, we can do whatever. Like I was I, not panicking. We have to get out of 2020 fam. So I can get over this nightmare because it seems <laughs> like the, the, the closer, the, the deeper in and the closer we get to next year, it seems like it's gonna happen, but I'm, this is it, fam. We we made it. This is this is the last pod for the year. Real real lightly, I I I feel like we all as a culture know in the back of our minds that when the calendar flips to 2021, things won't just like the clouds won't just part. Nah. It, it's impossible for it to happen that way. But I think part of the beauty of a new year is tricking yourself into thinking that's how it works, right? Am I right on that? Like, yeah, I, sometimes I feel like a Scrooge when I remind myself, like, bro, COVID's not just going to go away when the calendar flips. Shit ain't going to just go back to normal. It ain't going to be a house party on January 2nd. But it is nice to think that at least the fucked up shit that happens five weeks from now will not have happened in 2020. Nah, like, at least right. it happened on a new clean piece of paper. Like, I've always known it was a fictitious thing, but of course, now that you say it here on the podcast, it's making me think, bro. What actually starts the fuck over on January? <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, let's really get into this. Because the year, what actually a, starts over? There's January. a science to this. There has to be a science to this. Because, okay, if we really look at it 100% straight scientific and rationally, like clinically, if we look at this clinically, at the very least, you can say that the seasons legit start over, right? Like we got that going for us. Okay. Like I do know that it is still winter in January and February for no right. matter where you live. Right. And right. it's still technically winter, but this January's winter is not the last January's winter. Are you following me? Like at least we know if nothing else, if absolutely nothing else, this 2021 spring will not be spring of 2020. Like it's impossible Indeed. for it to be the yeah. same spring. Let me, let me ask you this though. Like, and, and I could be wrong. You know, I was, I was, I still get to claim the eighties cause I was born in 89, but you know, my, my wife fucks with me all the time about that, but whatever. I still get to claim it. That's my birthday. Right. Um, but Can't I don't ever that. like, I remember New Year's being a thing as a kid, like, you know, yay. So, but like, I really don't remember New Year's being a thing until 99, 2000, fam, when niggas thought the world was going in. Like, I, were, I was at a party for that. That's at what the, I'm saying. At the 1999 into 2000s. Yeah. Uh, I was at a house party. <laughs> yeah. I was in high school still at the time. And I was still running with one of my like high school friends who was actually, 
I want to say either out of school at the time or about to be out of school at the time. But anyway, like he had a car, you know, you, everybody knows the Kanye lyrics when, you know, your homie got a car and he riding around playing your music. It was them times for me. <laughs> and we was going to a house party. And I remember being at a New Year's Eve house party in 1999. And the Y2K thing was really a thing. It wasn't like you read it now in Google and laugh how niggas really thought the world was going to end just because they thought computers worked that way. And I remember saying to some of my classmates, like, you know, that's not how computers work, right? Like the database of your computer is not connected to the bottom right hand corner of the screen where the date is. Niggas did not believe that 99 was going to roll over to 2000. And that is the thing that was going to blow everything up. The computer don't know 2000. Are you kidding me? Can you even believe how dumb we was in the 90s? But anyway, I I remember being at a house party in New Year's Eve 99. I only bring this up because there was very few memories to coincide with what you were saying that I have of even celebrating New Year. Mm -hmm. But I was at a house party and I remember when the countdown happened for the year 2000, somebody thought it would be dope to turn off the lights all in the, you know, in the party and shit and have everybody think, it's happening, it's Y2K and all the lights are out and we lost the power. But somebody didn't think that through because all they did was turn the lights out like, Volume three as Doc Carter was still playing extremely loud. Like, so we couldn't have lost power because no we were still we hearing Hove was still like glaring through the speaker. So it would have been impossible for us to lose power. But anyway, it's a fucking right. stupid thing. Yeah, they try. We were all stupid in the nineties, right? Stupid. For sure. For Speak- sure. Oh, go ahead. Well, speaking of the nineties, I got something that kind of goes with it. You know, since you kind of a nineties OG, let me ask you a question just on the random. When is the last time that you've been ID'd and how do you feel when you get ID'd, bro? Okay. When you say ID'd, you have to specify, are we talking about ID'd because the person isn't sure you're old enough or ID just regular because they ID you at the, at the dispensary, no matter what. I mean, they do, that doesn't count. I'm not counting. You can literally be giving birth on the floor. Okay. <laughs> They'll yeah. be like, I still need to see that. So yeah, no, they definitely, yeah, I, I'm not counting that. Cause I, I feel the same way you definitely Right, right, right. But, but you're certainly, re- you're certainly referring to being ID because they aren't sure that you're yeah. old enough to make the purchase. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's been years and years and years, honestly. Like, I don't think I've been ID'd through lack of knowledge since the 2000s. Anytime I'm ID'd, it's straight procedural. You know what I mean? Like, even the person at the counter saying, hey, man, we just ID everybody no matter what. And they, like, barely even look at the car. You know the one when they take your car and they just kind of, like, wipe it past their face and hand it back to you? Like, they didn't even really look. But but that's what I'm... But that's what I'm saying. Like, even procedural, that's cool. Like, I can, because they give off that vibe. But, like, have you ever been hit with the the, the look? <laughs> I have. Let me, let me, you got your ID? Like. That was my early 20s, though. But, like, my early bro, 20s, like, I had it. Like, I'm 31, bro. Like, and it still happens to me. And it kind of pisses me off sometimes, fam. Because, like, you see me, anybody who listens to this podcast, you can follow me. You can see me. Like, I look like a grown-ass man, fam. I got a whole-ass beard, like. I got kids. Right, and it's not even patchy or nothing. Yeah, like, right. Like, I don't got no holes in my beard, except for when that fingerprint show up every season or that two. That was a whole thing. But, That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole crazy thing. But, like, fam, it, it pisses me off. And why it pisses me off, and I wanted to ask you to see how you felt about it, because like you say, procedurally, I don't mind being ID because I can understand that because I because I worked in a gas station. I understand how the whole when the state come in and ID you process works. They 
send niggas in that look like me. You know what I'm saying? They might find somebody in the parking lot and be like, hey, go in there. You know, it's shit like does happen if it's not the actual inspector, whoever the case may be. So what the fuck ever, I can understand that. But when a nigga gives me the eye and like looks me up and down, like you might not be old enough. Yeah, that's a different check. So, but what pisses me off about it is that you do that and then you have to double back and ask me what I needed again. So you wasn't even listening oh, to me. You were so place. focused on whether or not I was in here like trying Bro. to slide you. You didn't even hear me ask for champagne black and miles. <laughs> Bro, like you don't you don't you don't have a clue as to what I asked for, but you're so worried about my ID. Like, that would be frustrating, I ain't gonna lie. Like the last time <laughs> just to get us to you real quick, just because I never like to leave you out there just alone because this is a co-op podcast. I think the last time I was ID was like in the lion's den at like twenty-three trying to buy porno tapes or some shit like it was certainly a goofy ass circumstance but like, like trying to buy black like dark chocolate 39 or some shit i think was the last time i was to, to, to me it's a partial insult i guess as an adult like it's almost like at my job when people like be hitting me with like well you do know this right that would be like a nigga walking past you at your job for lack of better references and you're like picking up the goddamn nutty buddy rapper and throwing it in the trash can they're like hey you know that goes in the dustpan right like Mm-hmm. nigga leave me the fuck alone like of course i know that so like uh, procedurally i have no problem with it because people give off those vibes they're perceived sometimes people give you that eye fam and i don't i don't fuck with that shit bro and like i happily with my id out i don't have any issue giving anybody my id but like i've seen people actually give motherfuckers smoke like especially motherfuckers that's older than me that you can tell they're older than them but they don't got the id on them and they feel like you know the gray hair is a past and sometimes motherfuckers do not care yeah yeah and see like that that's not even a frequent problem for me. But even as you're explaining it, saying like sometimes a motherfucker will be so like hell bent on like getting you up out of there because you're trying to pull a fast one that they didn't even hear you ask them for the shit you Damn. need put on the counter like that. That would be yeah. frustrating for me. Yeah. Like, okay, so you were so focused on the fact that you thought I was a liar. I was in here like playing games with you. That you didn't even get my backwoods, nigga? Fam, you didn't even hear what I asked you for specifically. I would rather you turn around, grab that, and then ask me. Like, deny me mm-hmm. with the shit in your hand. I'd feel much better about that. I, like, you know what's crazy is that that is very understandable. Like, I want you to tell me no. Like, it, okay, let's say I'm not running game and I just forgot my ID at home. I would rather you have the pack in your hand and by... I'm sorry, I can't get this to you, player. And then, like, oh, I wish you then, could have them too. Then, like, <laughs> I, right. And then because I worked at a gas station, like, I know that this is nowhere a part of it. First of all, I think it's retarded that they have the rule that if they look, if you can use your discretion if somebody looks a certain age that you oh don't have God. to act. Don't even put that in there. So one, one, that's dumb. But then two, the other thing that's dumb is if you don't have your ID or if they don't want to ask you for your ID, they'll just ask you, what's your birthday? Huh? So if, right. you just, if you don't so if you just got a handful of numbers and days on like ready and preloaded to go, you can just get off. Fam, a lot of time the date is on the counter of what you have to be in order to right. buy the shit. So you can give them that birthday if you fucking choose to. I think I did one time. Like shit, put that. You birthday. ever like lean over the counter like uh yeah August thirteenth, two thousand two thousand eight. Yeah, like I I whatever. That's I guess that's just my spiel on uh mm. Being being ID out of suspicion, I don't fuck with that. So so speaking of services and spiels, I got a spiel for you. Right. So 
as you know, me and you talked earlier today about just, you know, letting the stars align and making sure that we brought our new powers here to the podcast so we can provide this show for our listeners that are so faithful and fuck with us super heavy. And we appreciate each and every one of y'all. I was letting you know that me and my family was down in Albuquerque, New Mexico, about an hour and 45 minutes away from home mm -hmm. to do some uh, community service for the holidays. Now, my wife does volunteer work probably two to three times a month. So it's regular for her. Right. But she thought it would be nice for the holidays to have the entire family come out and volunteer with her. And at first I was like thinking like, mm, I got some video games I kind of really want to get to <laughs> while I'm on this vacation. But then I was like, man, fuck it. Not only is it a good thing to do before Christmas, but it sets a good example. And at the very least, it should provide some content for the podcast. And of course, on these things, I am always right. So we went to the thing, myself, my wife, my nephew, and my son. We all drove an hour and 45 minutes away to go to a food bank drive for, you know, the less fortunate and stuff like that. And it was a dope thing. Like, I'll, my wife was right. We were definitely better off for volunteering. Like, it's it's one of them things where if you've never done volunteer work, you should. I encourage right. anybody to do it. Right. Uh, not just for the fact of giving back, but, like, it's it's definitely a filling thing. Like if you don't go to church a lot, you know that feeling you get when you first walk out walk out of church and you feel like I cleansed my soul. I did <laughs> yeah, a good I got, thing. I got some Jesus today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's one of them feelings like it's very gratifying. So and what we were participating in is because of COVID, it was like an outdoor thing and they had like a structure, a situation where less fortunate people could come in, register, give their information, pull up, and we would put like these big, heavy, I don't know, twenty, thirty pound boxes of food in their vehicles for them per family. So you stop and let them know how many families you're picking up for, give them the family's name and phone number, whatever information they needed. You can pull around and we'll put a box of food. I, I didn't even look in the boxes to see what was in there, but from what I understand, you know, all the kind of shit that you would expect to get from a food bank, baby carrots, milk, yogurt, you know, like that. And I'm, not, I'm not laughing because I'll tell you specifically why I'm not laughing because I have received these items from food banks before. Right, like, right. Fam, we have been, yeah, we have been down bad enough to get food and clothes from these type of places. So I know what kind of shit be in these boxes. So, right. uh, it was really good to be on the other side of that to be able to, you know, be able to have the time to give and do something nice for people and shit like that. And, uh, so because of COVID, the rules had to be a little bit different. Of course, everybody had to be masked up, gloved up, and six feet apart, right? But because you're walking up on strangers' vehicles and stuff like that, they told us very specifically, like, hey, you are not allowed to open or close their trunk. You have to let them, like, if they want the boxes, because they were big, like, they were substantially large boxes. And they were saying, like, you have to let the person know when they pull up to please pop the trunk and then that they'll have to close their trunk because we can't close the trunk for them four of them because one, you know, it's a COVID thing. And not only that, it's a liability issue. Like if we break their trunk or break something in their trunk or something like, like we don't want to be liable. So it's better to just set the box in their trunk and let them do with it, what they will. Right. Well, of course, you know how this goes. Right? <laughs> like if somebody has been waiting in line for, for and, I, and I got it, bro. Like I, I, I was not discussing it in any way by any of it, but 
Like when you sit in line for 40 minutes to wait to fill out a form, to pull around, to drive, to get like cream cheese and yogurt, like you're going to be a little irritated. So I got bit. that part. A little bit. And then you would get these people that would have like three and four households they were picking up for and they pop the trunk to their SUV and they'd be like, hey, just throw it back there. So now I have to like move your diapers and your gym <laughs> shoes out the way to try to fit four big boxes of food in there for you. And then here comes the awkward part. I have to walk away from your vehicle, give you, like I said last week, the black man, we're cool five gesture and say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. And then, like, I would say 30% of the people would kind of give you this look like, fam, you just going to leave my shit open? Like, are you just going to leave my trunk wide open? So then we have to, like, and I was partnered up with my wife, so she would do real good at, like, as I'm putting the stuff in the trunk, like, talk to them and, yeah, how's your holidays going? Oh, yeah, thank you. It's good to see you this Hopefully everything's okay. And then she would let them know, like, I'm sorry, you know, we can't close the trunk for you. It's kind of a rule. They won't let us touch people's vehicles. So, you know, if you could pull up a little bit, then you can pull to the side, close your own trunk or whatever. Happy holidays, though. Love you. That whole thing. Yo's out there sounding like scammers. I got you. All of that, right? But (laughs) (laughs) I was laughing so much inside because there was this one guy. Fam had a pickup truck, though, Wes. Had a pickup truck, came and picked up four boxes of goods for the four families he knows, and he had his tailgate down. So he slid his four boxes in, boom, 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 Merry Christmas, man. And he, like, stopped in the middle of the whole procedure. I'm talking about 50 cars behind him. He stopped his vehicle, and he was like, yo, you're not going to put my trunk up? Like, you know, so we all kind of looked at each other. We was like, we we did that. We shook our heads like, mm-mm. So one of the guys walked over towards his truck, trying to, like, put on his friendly voice and was like, uh, you know what's crazy is, hey man, I think it's bullshit too. But uh, they just told us we can't touch people's cars now. When you get into these moments no, where crazy, when you're on the other side of it, you Wes, keep it keep it all the way for you. You don't want to hear that shit. Like if you're the guy in the truck, you don't want somebody walking up to your truck and confiding in you how I believe in what you're saying and I think it's bullshit too. Especially if you're not closing my trunk anyway. So dude was mad as hell. He was like, so wait, you're telling me that y'all do all of this shit, put all this shit in my trunk, and you can't even just put my lift gate up? Like, I got to pull all the way around, get out of my truck, into the cold, like, what to if close I, my lift gate. What if I get E. coli? What if I die from the food you put in my goddamn truck? That uh-huh. doesn't count. It's the lift gate. That's really the, the, the lift. line we're drawing here. Yeah, I, like, I was laughing because I could see the humor in both sides, right? Because from our side, it's like, fam, you just picked up four boxes of free food. And the least you could do is just close your the own very, The very least. Like, you're going to have to do this at least three times when you go to drop it off to the families. You're going to have to close your trunk when you get home and get these motherfuckers out. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> because let's keep it funky, bro. He, he wasn't dropping off for four families. So let, me, so let me ask you this question. In the midst of all of that, y'all down there volunteering, y'all got these, you know, six feet apart rules masked up everybody. Were you allowed to be affectionate with your wife in any moment down there? Like, what if you had just given somebody four big boxes of food and you were like, ah, you, it just I came over me. Yeah. Hug on my wife hey, right there. Bring it in. <laughs> now, <laughs> I, I there was no rules against it, but they wasn't paying us neither, nigga. We do whatever the fuck we wanted to. My <laughs> wife literally told me at one point, like, I think we got there at like 10 o'clock in the morning, and she told me at one point around 12, like, now you know we can leave whenever we want. Like, we're not and obligated now, to stay at this thing. Yeah, like, <laughs> now like, we, yeah. we did our part for the holidays. We good. Yeah, like, there was a couple people that might have been there for an hour and just, like, peaced out. Like, yeah, I've had enough of this, bro. It's way too windy out here. Like, it was cold in the bitch out there. And my son 
and nephew were not happy about it, bro. But it, that tickled me. And then there was another thing that tickled me that I wanted to talk to you about, and this might roll into something else, and it is welcome to if you uh, if you feel the need. But okay. so when they brought the supplies, they had to bring them in on in shipping trucks. Now, me and you, we both from Ohio. We know our way around a warehouse, I'm sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. The warehouses are all over Ohio. They're rampant. But you don't see them much out here in the uh, Southwest. You know what I'm saying? So we have the luxury of being around a lot of shipping. What do you call it? Uh, logistics, transport, stock, whatever the case may be. And if you're from central Ohio, you know your way around some heavy machinery. Whether you would have liked to have learned it or not, you have learned how to work some kind of pallet jack, pallet lift, <laughs> power lift, cherry picker. Even if that's not even your business, you know how to work one. Yeah, fam, I was, I was driving a forklift on a job. I had no certification. No, no certification at all. <laughs> but you got to get this pallet down, right? I got so nobody else around, fam. I had to do it a few times. Like, fuck it. If I drop it, I drop it. Like, it is what it is. Wes, me and my wife had to sit and watch this guy and girl team spend 35 minutes trying to take one pallet off of the truck and put it on the lift gate. No to way. Get it down. No way. Fam, they struggled so With just bad. Just a manual pallet jack. That it was the power, the power lift one. That's even easier. It's even easier, right? Fam, like so. You know how? For those of y'all that don't know this stuff, and y'all are listening to the show, and y'all might not have experience with it. Basically, you take this power jack, you go into the pallet, you you lift it up a little bit off the ground, you back it onto the lift gate. You turn it hard, get it parallel, you push the button, it scares the shit out of you because you always feel like the whole thing's going to flip over. It doesn't. You get to the ground, take a deep breath, and you pull the shit off, and then you park it. You do that 22 times, and the truck is unloaded. Fam, Wes, I watched this lady (laughs) pull the the power jack into the pallet, right? She backs up a little bit, spins it, goes forward, spins back, goes forward. She Austin powered the entire pallet to where she spun it forks first on facing out of the truck the completely wrong way and got stuck several times. Like, fam, if I could count how many times I thought that whole pallet and the power jack was going to fly off the back of the truck, I could have so died. Me, let me ask you what's your philosophy behind not going to help because you have. See, the- this is why I brought it up. <laughs> this is why I brought it up. Now, Wes, I must have watched it for a good 25 minutes before I realized I started hearing them whisper to each other, like, man, this, this is ain't right. working. You know what? They started talking about because they only had like four or five pallets off the truck. And they were like, you know what? We're running out of time. We need to go to the other location and leave. And I started looking around like, well, we don't have enough boxes here to service even the cars that are already waiting here. So then that's when I realized I got to do something. Like I can't <laughs> let them just pull off, <laughs> off of their frustration. And then we don't got enough food to service the people that have been in line that they're already frustrated. So I walk over and I do the whole, now I could hear myself sounding like an asshole, Wes. I could hear myself when I walked over to her and I said, Hey, uh, I got like roughly 15 years of experience doing this kind of thing. Uh, you guys need some help? You know, try to be that guy. And she looks over at me and gets a little bit of an attitude and goes, we got it and I can't let you up in there even uh, even if I wanted to. You know, you're not certified. And I was like, you know, I, I totally get that. I understand. But I said, if you want and, some tips. And she is? I think so. 
Oh, Lord. I think she was. But I told her, I said, if you want some tips, I even gave her some quick little tips. I was like, hey, this one on the left side, if you just keep it toward the left side of the wall, don't come down the middle. Keep it left. Middle, you idiot. Keep it toward the left. And then you just make a hard right when you get to the, uh, to the fucking lift. And then you, you drop it down. You push like, I gave her the easiest instructions possible. So then she went back up in the truck. She did it her Austin Powers way again. And I only bring that up because I was saying, like you brought up, at what point do you ask, like, for help in these situations or do yeah. you just sit back with your phone out and wait for the whole thing to flip over and somebody to possibly get like seriously hurt? I mean, if you're not certified, bro, then what the fuck are you supposed to do? If the, if the chick doing the Austin powers with the pallet jack in the lift is telling you you're not certified, you just walk away at them. You probably shouldn't even responded. You probably should have just turned around and been like, bet. And that's kind of what I did when I walked away. I went to go kind of sit in my vehicle and watch all this take place because it was cold outside. You should have recorded and, that. That would have been good for your story. Fam. And then check it. One of the older guys that was out volunteering with us, he, he called me over to his car and I'm like, Hey, what's going on? He was like, I've been doing this nine months. I've been trying to tell her she's been doing it wrong the entire time. She does not listen. <laughs> Yeah, so I was like, okay, that makes me feel better. At least I know it's not me. And she's just not like not listening to the black guy on the premises. Like she just doesn't listen to anybody. But anyway, I digress. I w- it was a fun day, man. It was definitely worth the time and attention and getting out there and volunteering. And, you know, it makes you feel a little bit better about opening your gifts and shit on Christmas. Well, you wanted to parlay this shit into something else. And by golly, if I didn't come up with something in the moment, let's, hey. talk, let's talk about some other volunteers, man. And I don't know if All we right. spoke on this before, but I want to see how you feel about it now that other shit's kind of going around. Um, let's talk about the volunteers for the, uh, live on tv vaccines um i saw a little bit about a little bit of that i, I saw joe biden went out there joe, joe biden got yeah, hit got stuck sleepy joe went out there and caught the needle you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying um and i you know i let me say for me watching Joe <laughs> and watching dr fauci and watching any of these other people it it does nothing for me like emo it doesn't really like motivate me um, to want to, to want to get the vaccine. Like I said last week, you know, knowing people personally who are in the medical field, uh, speaking on it does, you know, move me internally a little bit. Um, and then being at work, like I say, I work, you know, with radiologists. So a lot of them are, you know, working for these sites that they are getting the vaccine. A lot of them have gotten the vaccine already. Um, and like I said last week, they are proponents of people getting the vaccine, but I, you know, it's still just not, really, really doing anything for me. And then, um, you know, I, I don't know if what, you know, what one of the ones that I saw was they definitely, I don't care what anybody says, fam, I watched it enough times. They definitely stuck dude with an empty needle. Like, fam, they stuck him and the plunger was already all the way down. They oh, stuck no. him, the plunger was down, they pulled it up a little bit and then pushed it back in. No way there was any type of vaccine because I've seen other people get the vaccine. There's a significant amount of vaccine that you got to put some juice in there. There's some juice in that motherfucker. And like there was none in there. So that's weird. Um, They've been dumping empty Capri Suns in niggas, bro. I've seen that. Of course, there was a dude that I seen talking about um, retractable syringes. Um, You know, right, right, right. That that was a little (laughs) weird. 
I don't know how. Now, I I'm pro vaccine, but that even sound like some bullshit. To that's hot. That's Hollywood as fuck. That sound like some California shit, definitely. And um, why would we need that? Like, we need so many other things. We don't need collapsible syringes. Yeah, but then, but then there was the girl who who passed out on live TV after she had the. Uh, no, was that real? I heard about that, and then I heard some people saying that that was some bullshit. I've, I haven't heard the bullshit part of it. And of course, this is, you know, your number one source for news, but we are you not. Know we got you on the news. Yeah, we are not your number one source for factual news. We just tell the stories we hear. Um, <laughs> I heard, I seen a story after that, that the girl that fucked around and died, G, like, mm-hmm. I, I, I have seen that. Of course, I didn't look into it none, but like, this was a part of me saying weeks ago, why I was just going to sit back and watch what happens. Like, it seems like it's some silly, like, because, and not even that, like the shit that, that's going on in the media. But again, I work with some of these radiologists. So I even heard them saying how, you know, um, I, I guess you have to get one dose, then you have to get another dose exactly three weeks later. Um, and I didn't know any of that, you know, prior to them saying that just in random conversation at work. Um, but then a lot of them were saying, you know, some of them were scheduled to get it this week and they were saying that I guess they had to send some doses back or send doses to other places that might've needed them. I don't know. It was very, very weird. Um, Mm -hmm. so I, I, again, it's still too early for me. Right. I just want to see what's going on out here, but I really wanted to see how I was making you feel and what was going on out there because you were y'all, y'all government town. Y'all might as well change y'all's name to government town on top of the mountain. Let me ask you, let, let me ask you this. And I, uh, forgive me if if my question isn't fully fleshed out and structured yet, because mm-hmm. I'm still kind of thinking as I'm asking it to you, right? right? So I don't think you're terribly wrong for understanding that with anything, there'll be kinks, right? Like we've heard the analogy, like we don't go out and get the first Xboxes off the assembly line, like right. wait until they fix the kinks and get the bugs out. And then we consider buying an Xbox, you know what I'm saying? So I don't honestly think it's unreasonable for people to be weary about the first rollout of the vaccine. I, I get all of that. Um, I, I guess what my question is, is, okay, maybe my question is, what would you have to see from the vaccine that would make you change in your degree of comfortability? Not 100% comfortable, right? I don't think anybody's 100% comfortable, but what do you think would change your percentage of comfortability with this thing, like what would what could you see that would make you feel like, okay, well maybe they got a better rain on it than I thought. And I'm and I'm thinking about this, and I'm sure this is a real thing when it comes to the flu and everything. But again, I'm fleshing this out as you know, you you flesh it out as you ask, and I'm fleshing it out as I'm answering it. But I think it might I might need to see the number of people who have had the vaccine and still contracted COVID. Oh, uh, so because if you're I'm, saying well, because, the hundred people that have had the full vaccine and all the treatments with it, only two people came back and was able to get COVID again kind of deal? Yeah, because the same thing happens with flu. You know what I'm saying? You get the flu shot, you can still fuck around and catch the flu. Sure. So who's to say that you get the COVID vaccine and who's to say if you get your you know second dose at two weeks and six days or three weeks and one day. It's not as a, you know, like we, we don't have this. Hey, you catch it in the middle of your treatment. Fam, is it, we is don't quarantine coinciding with these shots. Like, I are they giving you the first do- dose and then saying, Hey, you got to shut it down. 
we have too many questions, bro. And maybe again, this is not the podcast to find out this news from. Maybe it's out there, but I haven't heard any of this stuff. Like again, I didn't know that. Like I had heard rumblings of needing a second and maybe a third dose, but like I didn't know that it was real until I heard the people at work talking about it. Like, and again, they're radiologists. I trust them if they say that. Like, so it just again, I need to I need to see what's going on. I w- I would like to see those numbers of who still contracts it. Like you say, is that going to matter if you get it at two weeks and six days or three week and one day, or do you have to get it exactly at three weeks on the spot or it's not going to work? Or, you know, like you say, if a hundred people got it, did 20 people still contract COVID? Well, shit, y'all don't, it don't seem like it's strong enough yet. Like the risk is, you know, the risk is still too higher. And, and again, I don't know what the risk is with the flu shot or any of that shit, but like, I don't, uh, I don't know. Like, and, and my wife keeps bringing it up, you know, like they was talking, Russia was talking about having a, you know, a vaccine early in the game and niggas in America was laughing at them. Like, and here we are with a vaccine now, like still, <laughs> early in the game. Yeah. It's still the same time frame. Like, what is you talking about? Yeah. And see, like fam, I'm again, I'm pro vaccine, but I do understand questions. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though I'm pro vaccine, I don't think people should just stop asking questions. I do think right. it's important to ask questions. I also think it's important to have a healthy, a healthy understanding that when you put something out this fast and it's this dire need of this thing and there's a high mandate on it, it's going to come with some imperfections. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not dumb enough to think that they're going to push this thing out this fast and there's going to be no issues at all. But I guess I just think, and this is just me. I don't think anybody's done for thinking this. I'm not coming on here to bash anybody, but I just don't think that if you get this vaccine in the first wave, that three weeks from now, your leg is going to fall off and then you're going to be screaming into a news camera. See, don't get it y'all. I told you, I told you like. Fam, they won't even let DiGiorno put new pizzas out without it going through 13 quality checks. So you really like, I don't know. I I understand distrust for the government. And I understand black folks having a healthy distrust for the government. But fam, have you ever seen what McDonald's got to go through to put the shamrock shake out? And I I feel you. And like speaking on that, like I don't even think mine's is from a uh, uh, I'm black. I don't trust the government standpoint, sure. fam. Like, I just, I don't give a fuck who you, the white people, the Indians, like, the anybody. Like, I feel like everybody yes. should be a little skeptical. If the weed man bagged the shit up too fast, you're skeptical. Fam, a nigga like, show. If you had to pick an A fuck and the nigga just come right out with it, you like, hold bro, on. Bro, bro, listen to me. A nigga showed me some weed one time in some foil, and I was like, oh, that's not for me. Yeah, it's, uh, that, I came to get something else this and like this mine. wasn't a, this wasn't a, i'm putting it in foil because i ran out of baggies type of weed this was nah this is some extra shit on the weed type of no. weed foil. i don't need none of that fam i'm straight yeah uh you looked at the weed man like uh hand me my id back <laughs> right 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 <laughs> you don't want my id i'm gonna get on the body here bro i'm trying to roll fam i don't want none of that i'm cool uh, uh speaking of news i got some i got some juicy news for you i know you're gonna right. like this i That's know good. you're gonna dig this Murdoch, Minnesota. This place is called Murdoch, Minnesota. What's the murder rate in Murdoch, Minnesota? <laughs> it's about to go up, let me tell you. Just listen. <laughs> Murdoch, I want to say it one more time clearly for our listeners because I need y'all to know where this place is because we're about to have a laugh right here. Murdoch, Minnesota has just approved its first 
and I'm not making this up, y'all. I swear I'm not making this up. You can Google it in your phone right now. Murdoch, Minnesota has its first whites-only church approved, passed, and opened (laughs) as of today. (laughs) Bro, hold up. First of all, it is a what? It's a whites only church in Murdoch, wanna, Minnesota. Go. I want to apologize to all of my brothers and sisters for laughing at that when that news dropped because I feel like that was disrespectful. But bro, what are you saying in the 2020s about a That sounds like I made that up, only, right? Bro, what? That sounds only. like a lie. That sounds like a fake news story. All right, all right bro, and this may fuck it. I like the headline and maybe you have some more to talk about it, but like Charlemagne has the famous quote. I don't even know if Charlemagne came up with this, but I always heard him say it. He says, segregation was a phenomenal idea that was executed wrong. How do you feel about that quote? Or just like what what he's saying about the quote, like the quote is fire, no matter how you splice it. But like the, the real life aspect of the quote. I'm so glad you brought us here because I got some ill shit to talk about on the list this week. And this, (laughs) this just gets us prepared for it. So fuck it. Let's go. I understand how horrible it sounds. <laughs> I understand that this sounds gross. I love white people. I love non-white people. I understand that it takes all the colors of a rainbow for it to be beautiful. Here's where I get the saying. Because there's some, there's something to being amongst your own people to where you can understand and appreciate who you are personally. Right. I think it's important to be around people that look like you and take inspiration from people that look like you, move like you, act like you, talk like you to be proud of who you are. It's hard to get that when you're looking across, at, even if they're not treating you unfairly. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you, I could be a black man in an all white town and the white people in this all white town could absolutely love and adore me. And that's great. But I can't have the the correct self-worth unless I'm around people that are like me to understand what I come from, right? I can't bring nothing to the table unless I understand me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I kind of get the quote. Like, it's a decent idea that's executed really poorly. Right. I'm glad you brought that up here because with, let's let's get back to Murdoch just real, real quick. Okay. Real, real sure. quick because I don't have that much on this story and I only brought it up to expand on it because sure. I saw the story I wrote it down. I chuckled. And then this is what I wrote down after. I'm not as mad as at white people keeping non-whites. It ain't even just about blacks. I'm not as mad at the white people trying to keep non-whites out of their church as I am at what religions can get away with. Because if a pizza parlor said whites only, that would never pass. Right? If if there was a whites-only Chick-fil-A, it could never open its doors. Why the fuck can a church open a whites-only church just because it's a church? I think I'm madder at what churches get along with. I don't even think it's it's churches now, fam, because, like, along with businesses, churches are, like, I don't want to call them newfangled, but, like, churches are new millennium AF. Um, You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like... Uh, a, a lot of the new churches are definitely under the, you know, come as you are model. You can pull up in your, in your jeans. Yeah. I mean, not, not even like you gotta, you gotta like, you gotta go to the church that I grew up in and really find the nigga still pulling up every Sunday in a suit, like, and not deviate. I can tell you that right now, like 
them niggas are still in there dressing up like 1990s church for sure. Like, and these newer churches that are popping up, like just come and get the church. Like, and I can understand that, but like, I'm on, I'm, I'm almost positive just by like the number of syllables and consonants that in Murdoch, you can get away with this. Um, it sounds like they sounds like a white only town, uh, Murdoch, Minnesota. So it's probably who, who, who is it going to affect in Murdoch? Nobody that's probably trying to go. It was probably already a whites only church. It's probably all. It's probably already a all white town, and there's probably only like a couple of non whites families that live in the town, and them families don't go to church anyway. They know so not to go there, and I'm sure no passer through will randomly stop at your little prairie church in the middle of the cornfield. I promise. Yeah. You yes. can keep your of your whites only church, and like to go back to what I said, like about the whole like. I don't, I don't know if I totally agree with it, but like, if that would have been a thing, I would have been okay with it. But like the white people just got it wrong. Like it's okay. If we had a separate entrance, it just should have been next to y'all's, not <laughs> in the back alley. You know what I'm saying? Like, we okay, wait, 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 wait. Cause I don't, <laughs> I don't want you to step on your own product, bro. That's a bar. Like, it's okay that we have a separate entrance. Oh, it's okay please. that we got a separate water fountain, but can ours oh, be at the same level and height have as the same yours? Can ours be clean? Water coming out of ours as yours? Like, we're okay with that. And I think that's where they got it wrong, fam. Like, oh, you don't want me to sit at the same counter as you. Okay, well, build me a counter on the opposite side that I can go sit at. But like, don't tell me I got to walk around back and order carry out. Like, no, like that goes back to the story that I told about the horrible vacation and you can't come in here with shorts on fam. Like, don't, don't try and play me like, because that's exactly what it feels like. So like, again, it's okay to have the separate shit, but like, you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't cook my burger with yesterday's meat <laughs> because that's the, like, right. give me the same burger. Just serve me at a different counter. If that's what you are so worried about. Or like or the same thing, the same thing with the bus, fam. Don't make me sit in the back of the bus. Just give me my own. Listen, if the if the white sit on the left and the black sit on the right, we can all sit front, middle, and back. Man, I'm being literally it. quiet on this podcast because what you're saying is such a new concept to me. I'm literally like stewing it over. You're thinking about. Like, it, I don't man. even know. I don't even <laughs> thoroughly know how I feel about it. I just know it interests like, the fuck out of me. Because if you if you think about it, bro, that's honestly like. They again, they just did it. They made it so good for themselves. That's what made it easier for them to just go shop with themselves. Just mm -hmm. imagine if everything was, you know, oh, separate and somebody was just taking the risk, like, fuck shit, I'm going over to the black neighborhood to get my silk shirt because them bitches just fly. But like, I know I'm gonna get the same quality of shirt I would have got over at Neiman Marcus because everything is separate but equal. And I, mm -hmm. and even to Martin Luther King shit, like, separate but equal. Like, okay, so it missed the equal part. Let's dance with this idea a little bit. Let's say that things are a little bit separate, but everything's equal, right? Like we're, we're not, we're not cutting down the quality because we hate you motherfuckers over there. Y'all's ice cream don't taste funny because we put bad chemicals in it because we want you right. all dead. Right. Like it's literally just this neighborhood is so that these people can thrive together and, you know, they can breathe their own economy and it can have the best intentions in the world. Let's say, that all these ideas have the best intentions in the world. And the whites are over here. The Hispanics are over here. The Latinos are over 
here, all of that. And it's going great and everything's going great and black dollars are being spent with black businesses and Asian people are just as happy as they've ever been. And white people don't have to feel guilty because they have allowed and gotten out the way of other races and cultures to have the progression they so desperately need. Let's say that this is working. Okay. I think it's impossible to dodge the idea that when you spend enough time around people that are like you and like-minded you start to kind of have a hive mentality, so to speak. So I think that naturally, even under the best situations, hate might start to brew because if you start hearing, okay, everything, people love sensationalized news, right? So if I'm in my all black neighborhood, my all black economy, buying my black goods and buying my black bread from my favorite black grocer, and he's putting it all in black bags and I'm getting home and I'm reading my black paper and I'm reading about what's going on in the Asian town across the street that I never go to because I got everything I need right here. Mm -hmm. You know, they're only printing the most sensationalized things about the Asian community in our black paper. So now I'm reading about how awful it is over there and how terrible those people are. So when I see them pass through my neighborhood, I might look at them a little crazy. I mean, all I I've could, read about like, is how they keep karate chopping each other to death. Right. I mean, like I'm I hearing could, nasty but shit. Like, but like, but that, but that's why I think they failed at because they never did the equal part. You know what I'm saying? They just did the separate and that's what birthed the 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 bad stereotypes being pushed out to the different you know place because if you think about it even going I don't even want to get that deep but like with, with the housing market back in the day with the red line and shit you know what I'm saying like they didn't want black people to move into certain neighborhoods they never said oh but y'all can't you know they never said oh but it's cool you can go live over there with them if you so choose they never allowed the decision to cross you know what I'm saying platforms and I think that's where they fucked up at like like I say separate but equal but like i say if if Susie want to go down to you know Rayquans and get her silk shirt and her and her and her purple tape like that's cool because it's equal and we and it's no hate because everything we know we got the same thing over here that y'all got over there like this is for lack of better terms the way that we handle it now this is the way of the world you know the same thing with like stereotypes and double standards like some things you just cannot explain it's just like See, just I, I was I was just about to say, I think that's why you're selling me so good on your product right now, because I think we're uncovering how I really feel about the difference between men and women. Like, I'm always saying certain shit on here, and then I feel gross afterwards, like, oh, I just feel like I just sounded like a misogynist on that episode. But I think what you're describing is how I feel about men and women. Like, I feel like men and women are different, but equal. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's wrong to, again, this is my opinion. But I think it's wrong to ignore the differences between men and women, to just flat out ignore them. You know what I mean? Right, right. Women might approach certain things a certain way and men might approach certain things a certain way. And I think it's good to celebrate those differences as long as we are both on an equal playing field. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? I, I, I'm certainly not going to sit here. Mm -hmm. Crazy podcast shit. But I'm not going to sit here and pretend like the WNBA is a quality product when we all know it isn't. It's a different product. It's not the NBA. Not even like the, the, the product I, I believe is quality, but nobody's in the market for that product. 
No. It's like a fiat. See, that's the thing. That's the, no, it's not a quality product. <laughs> no, bro. I, I, no, I, because it's it's basketball. Like, and, and like anybody who, <laughs> bro, anybody who watches girl, like, and I hate to, again, I hate to be with you on this <laughs> one. But like, I hate, when, you Ooh, go to, when you go to watch girl basketball, you never expect to see a woman player perform like Kobe Bryant or LeBron James. But why not? Because they can't. I don't want to, like, you're making See? me die. See? No, <laughs> look, we already walking down the alley. We might as well kick a can. Listen, we, it, why? There is no, all right. It's I not possible. It's not possible. It's not possible. It's not possible. The best <laughs> WNBA player ever in the history of ever it is is going to get her boots smoked by LeBron James. It's just a fact they, of life. Do they need to make WNBA games like undercards for NBA games? Do they need to make no. them play like two fifteen minute halves, like like college no. games. Do they need fam? That might be the only way that they get some exposure and like real respect. They all their games need to be playoff games. All right. They, <laughs> You well, only play twenty games. Make it sound like we're picking and just we having fun. Sound, we do NBA sound games. terrible, and I am absolutely yeah. Sorry. That sounds like, crazy. I'm but sure even the, the, even the woman, it, uh, fam. I wish I had Candace's number. I would call Candace right now because I know she's a LeBron James fan and she's a basketball fan. Sure. I would ask her, "Do you care about WNBA?" And she would tell you, "Fuck no." I'm sure. I don't can, want to quote her, can, but I can you can you. While, while I ramble, do you want to try to get on speakerphone just for the sake of the just oh, for the sake of the podcast? I try to call. Try Kim. to call her a speaker, and I'm going to bring this up. I'm going to while, try. I swear while to we're trying to do a podcast, and I don't want to make it sound like we're just having fun at the WNBA's expense. What I'm also saying here is that, like, there are differences because I also wanted to bring up women's tennis. I think women's tennis is better than men's tennis. Um, like, you're, you're, you're on my phone. I have to get off the phone with you in order to call Canada. Oh, that's right. That's right. No, I'm trying it. Fuck it. You I'm going to do it I'm, anyway. Yeah, I'm going to do it anyways. Fuck it. Okay. Let's do it anyway. But yeah, I, I think women's tennis is better than men's tennis. Like I, I you know, I, I think that there are certainly a plethora of things out there that women do better than men. I just think it's important that we celebrate and acknowledge the differences while still trying to maintain oh my equality. God. All right, cat. Hold up. Did you get her? <laughs> I got her. I got her. All right. Candace, yes, I am on the podcast with Cat right now. Hold her closer to this to the mic so everybody can hear her. <laughs> this is my guy. Can you hear her, Cat? Yes, I can hear her just fine. I don't know if she'll be able to hear you, so I, you I'll relate to you if you can say anything. Cat says hello. However, me and him are talking about like basketball, and we're talking about the WNBA. And I need to ask you: Do you care about the? Do you care about the WNBA? <laughs> Did you tell her that she's under oath and uh, like speaking for all women on our platform? Right I, I now? definitely told her that she was on the podcast and she was live on air. Right. So, like, as long as she, she knows. definitely knows what the fuck is happening. So like, do do you need to like? I know you said you were supposed to care, but like we we really only needed that. I don't even know if I need any elaboration. But like, how how would you feel if um I told Cat they should make WNBA games like? undercards for NBA games and maybe that's why we should care that it might make us care they should turn all WNBA games into playoff games I completely agree I completely agree it just needs a little bit of additional marketing and publicity it's important women need to have somewhere to go after college 
<laughs> Why was that fun? That's not a joke. I'm sorry. You, I, oh my god, I can't believe she called me. I've laughed at that. That's not a joke. No, no, like. And that's what I'm saying. That, and that's how I introduced it. I said, Candace loves LeBron James and she loves the NBA basketball. Loves basketball. Like, she you were basketball. the perfect person. You were the perfect person for me to call. And I know it's probably been a minute since you. So I'm glad you answered the phone. Like, thank you, Candace. Nah, I, fu- I fuck with you for that. I fuck with you for that. I'm going to get back to record this podcast. I love you, Candace. I'm glad you answered the phone. All right. All right, we have probably lost 30 to 40 of our listeners just right there in that segment. I apologize to y'all if that came off disrespectful in any way, but we really be trying to pile through it. Like, we just be trying to seek out the answers and the truth, right? That's the only, that's the only thing that we're ever trying to do here. Like, we're, we're, we're never trying to, um, like bash anybody or anything, but like, that's a testament of how much we're here to tell the truth. Like, that's, that's a fact. No, no, nobody's here to tell a lie. Like, I'm totally glad Candace answered the phone. Like, I couldn't even tell you the last time that I talked to Candace, but that's how you know she's the homie. Like, I told her I was on the podcast with you and she lit up. Like, she knows the vibe. So, that's a fact. Okay. So, in the interest of the fact that we just talked about how racism was great, uh, church is bad, and we just dogged the WNBA. So, while we're keeping with trying to like isolate ourselves and cancel our own podcast under our own, the weight of our own strength. Going out with a bang. I might as well go ahead and put the cherry on top, bro. Fuck it. All right. So hold me back if this gets wild. Cause right. I know you take care of me. You look out for I- me on this podcast and you would never let me say anything to get me ruined out here. So uh, you might want to pick your pencil up and timestamp this in case you need to delete this out later. Yeah, <laughs> Saul's so rapping toys for Christmas, listening to R. Kelly the other day. And, uh, oh, <laughs> so, okay, let me tell you how this went. Me and my wife was rapping gifts. We was rapping a lot of gifts. We talked about gift wrapping last week on the episode, right? About how we're doing, you know, Christmas with Santa and we put, so that led to a lot of rapping because under normal circumstances, we will only wrap like 50% of our gifts. This year we're wrapping everything and we got a lot more boxes because everything's coming in on Amazon. So I'm not saying that because I support pedophilia. I'm telling you this to tell you a story. Situations aren't funny. Stories are hilarious. There you go. So, I was like starting to get a little bit gift wrap fatigue. Like, you know how you, the, the, the Christmas spirit hits you and you're like, Oh, hand me the wrapping paper, babe. I'm about to go going to town. It's going down. I did, we did that. And we like 20, 30 boxes in, we started getting fatigued. And I'm like, man, I really need to pick me up. And we were listening to nineties R and B as it is. So, you know, Jagged Edge and Drew Hill and all these things had already played. And I was like, you know what, man? I threw my scissors down and my roll of tape down on the bed and I stood up and I poked my chest out and I said, babe, (laughs) it's Christmas. God damn it. It's Christmas. I deserve this. And I walked over to the computer and I just put, I didn't go to a specific album. I just put in R Kelly and I just played the hits from the top. Cause you know, on title, you can search your artist and it'll just give you a plethora of their number one hits and you know, right. their most popular song. Right. And at the top was, what was at the top? It was either, it, it was the remix to Ignition, as a matter of fact. The number one hit for R. Kelly was Ignition Remix. So I skipped that because, of course, Dave Chappelle has taken that for his own and you can't listen to that without laughing. But right. it immediately went to like the feeling on your booties and the, you know, the 12 plays and stuff like that. And 
I noticed something when I was going through this shuffle, Wes. Normally on title, if you play a track by an artist on their most popular songs, it'll immediately play the next most popular song. Not for R. Kelly, though. Uh, after you play an R. Kelly song on title, which is run by, <laughs> which is run by Jay-Z, you have to push play again every time. Like, it will not roll into the next oh, R. Kelly wow. song. It will stop. They took that nigga off autoplay? They took <laughs> He will not get any easy streams off title. No and you way. know what? I kind of respect it. I kind of respect it. If you want to listen to this, press play. Yeah, if you if you really want to do this this bad, like they make you reconfirm it over and over and over. Like this is what you want to do. That's what you want to do. So All right. this is what you're doing. All right, keep doing it. Okay, now now you know we do a podcast, and I'm only here to be honest. I'm not. What just if here to what if in your year end wrap up title sent you how many times you press play on R. Kelly songs? I would assure you it would not be that much. But like, what if they did for the people who did like just the R. Kelly songs? Just, oh, great! But like, they showed you everything else. But then, like at the very bottom, they was like, and, and this is the number of times you press play on R. Kelly songs because we make you sins. press play. So we want to show you you press play on R. Kelly one thousand and sixty nine times this year. But see, I, I'm here to be honest. Can I, can I be honest with my friend real quick? The first one, two, or three songs I played. I felt really, really bad about it. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. Like, I stood up and I was acting all tough. Like, fuck that, bro. I want to listen to the songs I grew up on. But that shit hit different. When you hit play the first couple of times, it's like ripping a scab off. Like, it hurts at first. Bro, I I think about lines to songs and it hurts just thinking about them. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not even gonna cap, bro. I want to listen to some R. Kelly. Like it took a good five songs before I was numb and just listening to the song. I'm pretty sure I said it on here, but like Honey Love is one of my favorite R. Kelly songs of all. Honey Love and Slow Jams off the first Born into the 90s, bro. Bro, Honey Love and Slow Jam, bro. When they hit oh, listen, okay, just real quick, just just do this for me, just because you're my friend and I know you care about me. On TP2.com, the album, Mm -hmm. the greatest sex I ever had. When that song came on, me and my wife lit up like a crit. Like it had been at least twelve years since Man. we heard that song. Phenomenal music. Tried, we both looked at each other like, "Damn." Man, we never. I don't think we've ever fronted on the music here on the podcast. But like, no. Uh, I'm I, and I'm really trying to like find something to compare it to, but I really can't. But like, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Like. Candy Girl, fuck it. Like, whoever wrote Candy Girl was thinking about, like, some sweet love type shit. Like, sure, sure, sure. And, and maybe if we knew the background, we might uncover some nasty shit, but we don't know that because they aren't serial nasty men like we know R. Kelly to be at this right, point. Right. He is a serial nasty man. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't, like, I, 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 again, I won't cap. I do want to listen to it, but I know my wife, like, if I have to listen to that in the corner, like, that's going to have to be like a bathroom trip or something. Like, I can't listen to that out in the open. Question for you. Do you think if you walked up to your wife seriously, straight up seriously, and kind of approached it the same way I did, like, babe, I'm rapping Gibson here. You know how I feel about that nigga. You know I would never support him publicly. But just in the earbuds, do you care if I listen to TP2.com? I ain't even gonna lie to you, bro. If I'm how gonna do you think do it, she would react? If I'm doing I mean, that's that's honorable of you, but if I got it in the earbuds, I'm not asking. 
I'm just going for it. Like you're gonna have to you're gonna have to see my screen and we're gonna find this out. Like and you're like, I feel like you influencing me in the wrong direction right now because this is making me want to listen. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I listen, guys. I want y'all to be I want y'all to know, I want to be clear on here. I do not support pedophilia, I don't support R. Kelly's actions. All I'm telling y'all is I know y'all, like, if y'all have listened this far, y'all fuck with the podcast and y'all fuck with me and Wes. And I just want y'all to know this part about me is that I grew up on that shit. I'm not justifying it by any means. I'm just saying a lot of that music, I grew up on that shit. A lot of that music is the foundation of me and my wife's relationship. So when I listen to it, I don't hear what he's saying about these questionable women and these horrible things that he's done. Like my mind ticks back to a place when my son was still in diapers and me and my wife was in our first apartment. And you know what I'm saying? Like certain little shit, like certain little memories and nostalgia moments, you can't just reform. You can't just give them up so easy for me anyway it's hard for me to give up certain little things like that you know what i'm saying like i've said before i don't know if it was on here or on facebook one day or something like when my mom before she kind of was out of our life for a very very long time and like some of my happiest moments was like riding in my mom's jeep listening to 12 play Right, right, right. When things was all right, you know what I'm saying? When the divorce had just happened and like a lot of my childhood memories is wrapped up in in some of these songs. So it's just like, am I supposed to just disconnect that out of my mind? Because it's attached. Right. You know what I'm saying? So what he did is fucked up, but it's like, I got to pay for it too. Like that nigga did that. I didn't do it. (laughs) Right. I I still enjoy the shit. Like I got to, I got to take it down for that. Yeah, yeah, and I don't want this to turn into a pro R. Kelly podcast because this is not that. Certainly, we don't want to do that right after uh, Candace was just <laughs> just so gracious as to pick up the phone for her. Yeah, we definitely, she definitely don't have to go down with this shit. Hell no. Yeah, yeah, no, we're not taking her down with this shit. We appreciate her calling, but you know that's just a little something about me, and I I know I can talk to my man's Wes about this because I know he yeah, understands yeah, yeah. where I'm coming from. I hope I said that articulately enough for y'all to understand what I mean by that. Like I don't support his actions or the horrible things he's done. I certainly think he needs help. I certainly think I certainly think he deserves to be in jail. But I also think that I shouldn't be crucified if I want to listen to Twelve Play on my bed in the like privacy of my own home, I would never like repost the concert he's doing to give him more yeah, tickets. Yeah. Definitely not posting if R. Kelly is uh gonna be at the red zone on Saturday. You won't you won't catch no, that I'm on my shit for sure. Yeah, that's all that's all I mean by that. Um moving on, uh oh <laughs> I thought this was interesting right here. I got to get to this to see what you think. I know me and you are podcast fans. Y'all know our favorite show is the Joe Button podcast, but there was a time Long, long time ago, where you and I used to both listen to Drink Champs. You remember those times? There, there was a time, and I and I won't lie. There have been some uh, appealing interviews lately that I've been wanting to listen to, but I, have, you know, <laughs> I knew you didn't click them. Yeah, that nigga didn't click that shit. Yeah. But anyway, uh, they have Pharrell on recently. Did you see that right. they have Pharrell? That, Williams that was on one recently? of the ones that piqued my interest. But sometimes Pharrell gets to talking um, in falsetto, and I don't know how I feel about yeah, that. Yeah, it's hard. It gets to a little hard. It's like when Kanye talks sometimes in the falsetto, it gets hard to listen to. Yeah. So there, there was one interesting little tidbit in there that I thought was interesting enough to bring here to you, and I want to see what you think. Pharrell was talking to Nori and uh, DJ EFN uh, about you know his day to day life and how he gets down, and he was telling them that. Oftentimes, not once before, but he said oftentimes 
him and his good friend Pusha T will sit and listen to Drake bars in admiration of how good he can rap and how talented he is. Him and Pusha T will sit around and do this. <laughs> now, for you, for you, do the Pusha T disses hit differently for you hearing that? Because they do for me. That him and Pharrell sit around and listen to Drake bars? Yeah. Yeah, it means he's studying the kid. See, okay. I love healthy competition in hip-hop, right? I love when people can beef and just keep it hip-hop and be honest about it. But I'm going to be real with you, and you can point it out if this is just the Drake standing me and if I'm just caping for Drake because I love me some Drake and everybody Oh, you know I'm with you. (laughs) Okay. So it hit differently for me because it made me kind of look at Pusha T a little bit like a sucker because in this back and forth between him and Drake, it has always been about now nah, I'm just a real nigga and I don't go for that bullshit and he's a sucker and anybody fuck with him a sucker and this is bigger than rap and it's more than that. And like, he's always carried it and portrayed it. Like I'm not just picking on rap or Drake for rap beef. This is more than that. And the fact that he sits around ever and listens to Drake songs and admits to how good Drake is, it makes me feel like this really stems from him just picking on Drake. Cause he thinks Drake is the nigga to pick on. And that's corny to me. I mean, it's the, like I, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to wrap my brain around it. I'm having a hundred different thoughts about it at the same time. But like, because remember, like the whenever he comes at Drake, he's always attacking Drake on a very personal level. It's not just I think I rap better than you. It's like no, you're a liar, you're a fraud, you're a cornball, and I we need you out of hip hop. He's always coming at it like from that kind of angle. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to hear that you listen to him at your pool parties when you've been selling to us for years that Damn. he's a cancer to the culture. I mean, like, of course, all, all respect to Hove, like Hove will probably always sit at the top of the mountain, but like fam, Drake is, I don't think I've ever heard so many rappers say that they are gunning for this nigga or that he is the one that makes them nervous or like, or he is the one that they got to watch fam. Like to, to me, that coming from Pusha T don't even make no sense for real, for real, bro. Like, even the fact that you sit around and listen to him, like, especially I don't, well, shit, that was just from drink champ. So it had to be at least somewhat recent because it's it not as old at this point, but like, it's old enough to, you know, for real, probably not shouldn't be saying that, but you know, it's an interesting piece for him to let out at this point to tell yeah. you sit around and do that. So it lets me know that you tapped into the nigga because you would be crazy not to be, but like it also, are you, we, I think we need to address Pusha T's um his his um the the level of envy he puts out there when it comes to Drake. Mm, there it is. There I it think is. we need to address that. Like because it's you know, rap rap beef is cool, but like Pusha T sounds salty when he like even on the Joe Budden. When Budget, he comes to Drake, he always sounds he, salty. It's not it's not just ah, uh, you're a fraud. It's like uh, I want you to go. Like <laughs> all right, and let, let's keep it all the way real. Let's let's really dig on this. Like I think the fact that Drake is an admitted Clips fan and Pusha T at one point in his life, in his early years coming up as an aspiring rapper, Pusha T was his favorite rapper. So I think the fact that Drake wasn't willing to continue to bow down at his feet, I think is part of what irritates Pusha T about him. Like, I got to watch you be bigger than me. Even though you have admitted that you look up to me, but you won't walk around like it makes him mad. Drake to Pusha T 
is his dad's favorite nephew that he won't fuss at, but he a he a yoke he a yoke push a T up, and that's what makes him mad. Because mm-hmm. can't nobody yoke Drake up, like no. because because he nice like that and he respected like that and like niggas niggas will shoot shot like somebody will shoot at Pusha T today if they so feel like it. Like you know you are gonna get into a war, but like fuck it, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. tomato tomato. Everybody not going at the boy like that. No, nah, nah. So that's why he mad because no, he don't. He's not un- Pusha T is not untouchable like that. Like when it comes to rapping, niggas respect him like that. But again, if a nigga decides to jump out the window and push a T, niggas gonna be like up. Oh, Somebody jumped out the window and pushed your teeth. Right. I guess we'll sort this out tomorrow. <laughs> like, yeah. Nobody, it's, it's not going to shake up, you know, for lack of a better term. Same thing Push T did to Drake. Like a nigga, a substantial nigga puts out a diss track about Drake. It's going to get everybody's attention for sure. But like a nigga do it back to you. It's just going to be everyday news, bro. That, oh, yeah. And that's, I think, and, that, and, and I really think that's where, you know, now saying it out loud, I think that might have been Drake's position with this whole, you know, mystery last track that he had coming. Like, fam, like, if I do this, I'm again, you know, it's the, if I shoot you, you famous, you shoot me, you know, it, it, it's that type of shit, fam. So, like, I, I understand it in the grand scheme of things. It might sound a way to, you know, the average or novice listener, but I understand it. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Uh, you you got anywhere you want to maneuver to next? I got uh, I got other things on here. We could rapid fire if you want. It's your call. It's Christmas, bro. We can get out of here early, bro. We deserve this. It is, bro. I seen something and it's unrelated, so we can take a hard left turn. But I just want to know how you feel about it, just on some random shit. It kind of went a little different, but I remix it just to see how you would feel about it. So, hypothetically speaking. You get a phone call one day and you pick up the phone and it's another babe on the other end of the phone. And this babe tells you that she's been fucking your wife. Like, (laughs) okay. All right. Like, and in the same breath that she told you that she's been fucking your wife, she also was like, but I want you to join us. Huh? Okay. So. Let me tell you where my brain went before you even finish the whole like conversation. Okay. When she, when you, when you said there's, I pick up the phone, there's a chick on the phone. She's like, Hey, I know what your name is. I know about you. And I just want you to know that I've been fucking your wife. When you stopped and took that baited breath in between there, I want you to know where my mind went right in that moment. In that moment, my mind went, what the fuck is you calling me for? <laughs> my mind didn't go, bitch, what you mean? I'm about to fight you. My mind didn't go, hold on real quick. I, I need to call my wife in here so I can curse her out. My mind immediately went like, so? Like, what is you calling me for? Like, don't you know I'm trying to play the game? Like, my mind went, you're interrupting me from playing the game right now. Like, can you please get to the point? But then you added the other part of the sentence. The right. other part of the sentence right. is, we want you to join us, right? Is that how you right. put it? You want you to, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to walk you through this in real time. <laughs> uh, I need to fast forward like five to seven minutes of confusion and me asking like, of course you got to do a little dumb shit. Like, well, what is your name again? Like, you know what I mean? Like you got to ask them what their name is again, even if they already said it, because now you're just so thrown off that you don't even remember what the fuck she said. So you got to ask her name again. And then you got to like, you got to immediately ask a question or say something to get confirmation that they even really know your wife. Like that this right. isn't just right. some some sort of weird ruse or some game somebody's playing like right you gotta ask something like very specific and intimate like hold on man like how the fuck you know my wife like right. and then when she explains like oh i know her from work this 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 and then like <laughs> and then you gotta go into like y'all fucking like 
Yeah, right. We always fucking. And then when she gives you the date of when your wife came home late, now you can really get into the meat of this and really like under. Now, now you can you're, really start figuring out like you're in the twilight zone. Right. So once I go through all of that and then she confirms like, well, you remember when she said that she was volunteering, putting boxes in trucks. She actually wasn't putting no boxes in the truck. She was putting my box in the <laughs> truck. <laughs> so once I get all that part of the story tightened up, I think <laughs> I think I sit down with my wife. And have a conversation. Now, the conversation is going to start with, you know what's crazy? I'm going to kick this the conversation off with my wife by saying, why you have her call me? Like, you know me and you could have just talked. <laughs> right? Is that wrong? Why you have her I'm, call me is hilarious. I think, I'm, I think I'm starting the conversation with, now you know you didn't need to have her. Like, why the fuck would you have her call me? Like, that was embarrassing. <laughs> like, you could have, you could have prepped me. Like, why would you right, have her call? Right, right. But nowhere in this do I see myself getting angry. You don't see yourself getting angry. So let me, let me, let me. Now, to be fair, though, I think that there was a time in my life where I would have been angry. But uh, I, I, at today, at today years old, sitting here in this chair so, on Christmas. So, so let me. All right. So, so now you made me think about this. So, man. Maybe because you're still, you know, within that five to seven minutes of confusion, you're not thinking about this point. But like, she has already told you she has been fucking your wife. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Start There's today. already infidelity so, in play. So, so the fact that you don't even care about that part today is it only because it's a bitch? Oh, I'm sorry, I don't want to call it a bitch. I'm sorry. I might... No, she's a bitch. She's been fucking my wife, nigga. That's a bitch, nigga. That bitch been fucking my wife. What you talking about? She not no bitch. She's a black queen. No, she ain't. She been fucking my wife. That bitch is crazy. She's a bitch, bro. <laughs> Huh? If we could ever on this show ever call somebody a bitch, right. this is a bitch. That's, no? that's, that's legit as fuck. I'm with Tomorrow, that. man, we say equal but fair. We say nah. equal. Yeah, no, 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 no. Okay, we say separate but equal. All right, let's keep it like that. For real. Um, so yeah, this this bitch. Uh, like, is it only is it only because it's a bitch that you're not thinking about how long she may have been fucking your wife? I think so. Now that ain't to say that that might not come up later. Like, yeah, right. At, at at this moment in time, I got to think on my feet. I got to be fast. I got to be quick. I got to think about what I really want. You might, you might ask your bitch later. Like, you might not ask yeah. her. Like, once you get with your chick later, you might be like, how long you been fucking her? Like, All right, we keeping it funky. Are we here to tell the truth? Yeah. We here to tell the truth or we here to do a show? Nah, we here to, like, do both, but we here to tell the truth. If I go to have this conversation with my wife and say my wife doesn't know that the, that the bitch called me and she ain't necessarily with the me joining thing, now I'm bringing up the fact that she's been cheating this whole time because <laughs> now, now oh, I weaponize Now it. you don't want me oh. to What's the problem? Oh, so you just been cheating. <laughs> <laughs> that is for, oh, so you just been cheating. Oh. So now, now you got to weaponize the information. Now you got to weaponize All the right. whole shit. Nah, no? I'm not, I'm with that, like right. 100%. And like, let me tell you where I got this from. Please take over, because I've incriminated I saw, myself. No, it's okay, like, and I think, I think I agree with you 100%. Like, mm-hmm. at this point in my life, like, if a chick called me, I think I'm definitely going to the, like, if she called me, like, hey, this is X, Y, and Z, and I just want to let you know I've been fucking your wife. And, Bitch! Yeah, like, and we, we want you to join. Like, I'm, hmm. So, again, let me go back. I saw this chick. I believe this was just a prank. I don't believe that this was real. I believe she was just fucking with somebody. But called this dude's wife. 
told dude's wife she had been fucking her husband. Um, and it was one of those where the lady was like, huh? Like, and she had to say it again. And she didn't sound so shocked. Like, she sounded like she had received this phone call maybe a few times in her life before. So she was like, oh, yeah. And I like that you said it. The first question out of her mouth was, where do you know him from? Mm-hmm. You got to confirm it. You got to. Where do you know him from? Because you can't just spaz out. It makes you look nutty if right, it's true. Right. And she dropped the name of a job, and you could hear the silence. Like, oh, okay, this bitch might be for real. Like, she know where the, she know where the nigga work at. So again, I don't believe she asked the question either of how long. But the silly part to me, which is why I fuck with this, and it's a difficult subject. Ultimately, it got around to the chick was like. Well, send me a picture of you. Let me see what you look like. <laughs> I like, like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Let me see what you like. Yeah, she was like, send me a picture. And like the whole, her whole thing was like, I'm game. Send me a picture first and I'm going to let you know if I like you. And then you can tell him that we that I'm down with it. And I was like, it was weird, bro. And I, so, just, I just thought it was gangster. So so pause that right there. I don't know if you have much to finish there, but nah. I need to pause you there because I got to ask you this. Okay. Say for whatever reason, just make up whatever works in your mind that this chick can't send you a picture. Put yourself back in a position where you got to answer the questions again and they called your phone. You can't get pictures for whatever reason. Do you trust your wife's taste in women enough to blindly go in and continue to pursue or no? My wife, I do. All right, all right, my, all right. my wife, I do, I do. If if a bitch is calling me, like, and it's so it's so shallow, but like, I'm I'm listening to the the, the bitch. She can't have an octave lower than like a, a fucking a C, nigga. She got to be a middle C, right? I do like if she got to be above a middle C. If she had a middle C, fam, I can't do it. Yeah, and, but again, I try. I trust my wife's, especially like judgment. I would I would be like, yeah, all right, fuck it, come on. The the middle C is a tricky line, so we we definitely have to get out of this before we get ourselves into any more yeah, trouble. Yeah, we're terrible uh, this last twenty minutes. This was all for content. None of this is true. Uh, what else do we need to say to protect ourselves? <laughs> uh, 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 you 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 want to rapid fire and get on up out of here? Yes, sir. Uh, top of my rapid fire list, and this kind of was going to be a topic on the list, but I use this podcast sometimes as just a start a timestamp for my life, right? Like Mm -hmm. if nothing else, if nobody ever listens to this, I like to record these moments because you never know in your older years, what you might forget. And I might be able to go back and listen to this. Like, damn, I remember that. So it's great that people listen to this and enjoy it. But really this just started off to just be like a time capsule of me and Les's conversations. But anyway, so the other day we was all uh, enjoying family time in the living room, which, you know, we got a family here from out of town to celebrate the holidays with us and stuff like that. And, you know, when family get around, family gets to talking shit and having a right. good time and, you know, jazzing each other and razzing each other and shit like that. So myself, my wife, my nephew and my niece, who my niece and nephew are both grown adults. We were all chilling in the living room. My son was in the living room who he never hardly is in the living room, but he was chilling in the living room with us because my nephew is his like favorite cousin, family member, relative. So he's always, you know, joined at the hip with my nephew pressing. So uh, we was in there. My wife, for some reason, I don't even know how we got on the subject, but she started fucking with my son about like growing up. I think because my niece and nephew was saying that he's the most innocent person in the family, my son. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's because he's quiet. Now, I've been telling my wife and other motherfuckers for years, don't take the fact that my son don't say that much. Don't get it fucked up and think he don't know shit just because he's I've always felt like he's saving us from the harsh realities of who he really is. Right. 
So they started saying that. I could tell in my son's face that it was bothering him that they just kept saying how spoiled and innocent and he ain't never been into nothing just because he don't really divulge his information like that. Right. So my wife started jumping in on the train and jumping in and she goes, yeah. And when you going to be done, when you going to be done with them tissues in your room? Because I know what that's about. Fam. I, my jaw hit the floor. Like, why would you do that in front of his family members and relatives? Like, that's not like, you don't do that. Right. So I told Jay in the moment I said, Jay, I was like, leave him alone. It's his sister's birthday. Leave him alone. My son says to my wife, Wes, the internet changes a man. She said, huh? Would you say she didn't, she literally didn't hear him at first. She said, the internet changes a man. I was like, I said again to my wife, I said, babe, I told you to stop fucking with that boy. He looks at my wife and goes, so you think I don't be hearing you late at night? Woo! Bars! <laughs> <laughs> so I only told that story not to embarrass my son or my wife, but to just say on record, I am so proud of my son. I am oh, so my proud of that nigga, man. He looked my wife, his mom, stone cold dead in the eyes and said, so do you think I don't be hearing you at night? Fam growing up, he almost grown. My son is 17. Cause <laughs> he's officially 17. Cause right I, I just, it just made my heart so warm, man. Like he slammed it. her so hard on that. Uh, and she, her jaw hit the floor and I looked at her, I said, I you, told you stuff. You earned that one. one. Yeah, you earned yeah. that one. I said I bet you, you walked right into that. I bet you I didn't say home. shit. I bet you his whole body tingled when he let that Ooh, one go. I, bro, I know that. Re- I know that felt like a release, nigga. What? Oh, so you don't think I'd be hearing you? Bet. Yeah, Bet. that was hard, bro. But that that wasn't supposed to be a topic. Uh, that was rapid fire. Uh, did you see that they're uh, doing uh, 25 hours straight of coming to America on VH1 for Christmas Day? So as y'all are listening to this, if you're scummy enough to be listening man, to man, this on my- Christmas, Coming to America is on VH1 playing back to back to back to back right now on Christmas Day. Is it? Does the second one come out on Christmas Day or something? Like I'm confused. No, the second one's not coming out till next year. But I just thought that that was dope and something to bring up because you know how we get a uh, what is that shit called a Christmas story on 24 hour repeat for Christmas and shit. I just thought that was a dope little bag for VH1 to give us Coming to America on a yeah, constant repeat. That, that, that's cool, but like they couldn't add it. Nothing else in there, like. But like, is it a loop if you like, if say if they do coming to America and what else do niggas love Friday? Say they give us Friday and coming to America flip flopped all day long. Mm-hmm. Then they don't really give coming to America its proper shine. Like, listen, if a, if a Christmas story is dope enough to be played on a 24 hour loop, coming to America can be played on a 24 like, hour loop. I'll keep that shit on all day. That don't make it, that don't give it the, the, the dope stamp or not. Like, you don't, I don't think? Nah, hell no. Nah. The Christmas story shouldn't be played 24 hours on a loop. Like, <laughs> like play that, okay. like play it every other, like, sh- that's what I'm saying. Like, offset it with something like that to play it back to back to back. Like, I did that with Forrest Gump four times in a day. Like, that's all you need is like two or three times. Like, after the third time, nobody's watching it again. But see, that's my thing. And I'm glad you brought that up because to me, the point is not to watch it. The point is to have it on in the background. That's the point. Like, it's part of the, I don't know, the decor in the living room is to have Randy Watson on in the back. No? I mean, I get it, but like, I don't, I don't, I, I need some uh, back, back to back to back just don't make no sense to me. Okay. All right. 
Well, not with it. That's fine. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I thought it was dope. I'm, I'm excited about it. I'll have it on in the background while we're throwing trash everywhere. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm sure it might land on the TV, but like, I'm gonna still look at it. Like, here they go. It's starting again. Like, <laughs> there they go again. Yeah, somebody should have the words learned by the end of that motherfucker. Right, right. Uh, in basket sports news, uh, you know we are the number one podcast for basket sports. Uh, Kyrie Irving was seen saging the basketball court Bro. before the Boston Celtics game, so everybody knows he's an independent woman that don't need nothing from no nigga. Right, bro. Uh, I I seen that, and that's exactly what he looked like waltzing around the goddamn court. Bro, that nigga he... looked like a bad bitch out there with that Didn't stage. He? Didn't he? <laughs> What's wrong with him, man? That nigga's the dumbest smart nigga in the world. That nigga different, man. I need to go check his birthday, but it got to be like 92 or 93, man. He weird. Yeah, it got to be beyond that, bro. Like that, that nigga's man. He, he really like, he like B.O.B. level weird, fam. Like, yeah, he's definitely B.O.B. level weird. Uh, just to, you know, keep it with basket sports because y'all know how dope we are in our live coverage with basketball. Uh, I was watching the NBA opening games and, uh, Steph Curry and the, uh, Golden State Warriors played against the Brooklyn Nets for opening night. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the only reason why I brought this up because I thought it was hilarious. So the Brooklyn Nets with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving now on their team completely just, they destroyed the Golden State Warriors. And we know the Golden State Warriors to be like one of the greatest teams ever assembled. They went on an absolute tear some years ago where they were just always in the finals. And it just seemed like they would never lose again. Like there was a moment in time where it just seemed like Golden State would just never lose again. And to watch that first game back with Steph Curry back, and they thought Clay Thompson would be back, but he ended up getting hurt again for the whole year. Again, this is not a sports podcast. I only brought this up because watching Steph Curry's face in that loss, you could tell Steph Curry thought he would never lose basketball games again, fam. Like, (laughs) you can see his little light-skinned eyes were so red with tears at the fact, like, because – can you imagine being the, at the height of your profession, right? And you are literally walking through finals. You know what I'm saying? Like you're damn, you're sweeping your opponents. What, what did they win? 73 games one year, 73 and nine, which would beat the Michael Jordan Bulls record for all time wins in the season. Mm-hmm. These niggas were winning effortlessly. Like they were just, they were playing on the court and beating niggas by 39 points. So to see Steph Curry, like literally like get whooped on. And be shown like y'all are trash now. You could tell in his eyes that he never thought this day would ever come. No, like, he, you could tell Steph Curry thought that team would win forever. Like he really bought into it. Like some some somebody from the front office must have been lying to that nigga because them niggas was never gonna keep enough of the bag to keep all of them players. There's no like, way, right? He's the only one left now. Like you say, if Clay is out again for the year, like who else is fucking there? There's nobody else on that team. Yeah. And he looks so broken inside bro. Hey, man, like either buck up Bart or find you another team fam and and you know he's probably even more broken the fact that like he's losing games now and he's a champion I'm sure somewhere in his mind he thought one day he'd have more championships man. than LeBron James but then he's already won more championships than 98% of them niggas right. will ever win like for sure but like you know niggas like that like all you know is achievements you know what I'm saying so right. now he has to look at the fact that his team is no longer competitive. His wife is getting dragged on Twitter almost every time she posts something. Uh, she wants attention from dudes. And let's be honest, this is the dipped in butter program. We know I, 
Aisha Curry sex is terrible, right? Like, you know, she has Christian sex. So he has to go home and have Christian sex with Aisha Curry after losing look, to the Brooklyn. Nets. She looks like she does a lot of hip movement. Like, why are you just, why are you just moving your hips? Like, she looks like she crawls up on top of her former <laughs> NBA. <laughs> she, she looks like she crawls on top of her formal, former NBA All Star MVP <laughs> and just rocks back and forth and stares at the ceiling. This has been the Dipped in Butter program. I appreciate y'all listening to us, man. Hey, Merry Christmas, y'all. I can't believe y'all are listening to this on Christmas Day. If you are, you're a sick, sick bastard. If you're not listening to this until you get back to work on Monday, we appreciate you too, man. Y'all, happy holidays out there, man. Please love one each other. Take care of each other. And again, thank y'all for listening to fucking with us. <laughs> Yo, the, the visual where my nigga said crawl on top, like I saw it. And that's what really has me in tears. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, Merry Christmas. Um, I, I fuck with y'all for rocking with us throughout the year. Um, it's been a good year. Next year will be a better year. Um, next time y'all hear us, it will be 2020 fucking one. Um, we're going to keep the shit going and going up. However, it's your boy, Wes, no T, aka Elmer Young, the motherfucking goddamn glue around this bitch. You play a partner, P-O-D-N-A, at Forever Young 89 on Instagram. Fuck with me, though. Yes, sir. And like I say, each and every week, please, please, please check up on your strong friends, man. Make that call. Send that gift. Shoot that Amazon through, even if it's late, man. You never know if somebody's getting embarrassed in front of their relatives in the living room and they got to make a decision right then and there whether they're going to be a man the next day or if they're going to continue to be a young boy. And, like, <laughs> I hope your bitch don't got terrible sex, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck there. I'm sorry. Woo. Yes, sir, man. We'll catch y'all niggas at the top of 2021. Yes, sir. Come on, baby. Let's go get dipped. <laughs>